Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the guy who is desperately waiting for his Christmas bonus, Jason. I just really need it. Don't we all? <laughs> Merry Christmas, and welcome to Rewind and Review, the retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid, or sometime later in our lives? This episode of Rewind and Review will look at a film that celebrates its 30th anniversary in December this year, a film that has been labelled as a modern Christmas classic. <laughs> so decorate your 20-foot tree, put up your 25,000 twinkle lights, overcook the turkey, and rewind with us on the holiday road to the year 1989. We have to go back! Go back, Stem! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh. Santa's on his way. Hip, hip, hooray for Christmas vacation. It was 1989, the end of the decade, the end of the 80s was here. And just like any other decade, Christmas movies were a dime a dozen. We got classics like A Christmas Story from 83, The Family Little Monster Flick in Gremlins in 84, The Buddy Cop Outing in Lethal Weapon 87, um, a unique take on A Christmas Carol with Scrooge in 88, and then there's that game-changing action movie set on Christmas Eve, Die Hard in 1988 as well. Does it count? Yes. This isn't the time nor the place. We've done that. We've covered it. But before the decade came to a close, we got one last Christmas movie snuck in there. We are talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's right. Directed by Jeremiah S. Chechik. Chechik? Chechik? Christmas Vacation is the third installment in National Lampoon's Vacation series and was written by John Hughes based on his short story in National Lampoon magazine, Christmas 59. Be warned, if you haven't seen Christmas Vacation yet, but you want to, go and watch it first uh, before listening to this episode because we're going to be talking spoilers. As the holidays approach, Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase, wants to have a perfect family Christmas. So he pesters his wife Ellen, played by Beverly D'Angelo, and children as he tries to make sure everything is in line, including the tree and house decorations. However, things don't go to plan with the extended family rolling in and Clark's hick cousin Eddie, played by Randy Quaid, and his family showing up unplanned and starts, uh, start living in their camper on the Griswold <laughs> property. And with dreams of putting in a pool, Clark desperately waits for his Christmas bonus, which still hasn't arrived. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, will it ever come? I'm there with you. What's your experience, mate, on this one? So, the the vacation movies as a whole, yeah. I was a latecomer to them. I It was never really... Like, I don't remember them being played on TV. I'm sure they were. It just wasn't something that caught my eye. I kind of knew about them, mm. sort of, growing up, but I never... Like, I remember the first one, you know, being like sort of like, like that more adult comedy. And maybe that's why I didn't really get exposed to them at, at an early age, I guess. So, way to go, parents. Like, big tick to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm actually not too sure. I either watched the, the first National Lampoon's Vacation or Christmas Vacation first. It was one or the other, maybe about 10 or so years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago. 
But the this Christmas vacation is the one that I've watched the most. Uh, maybe it's because of being a Christmas movie. It kind mm. of it sneaks into the rotation. And as you know, you know Rob uh, personally. Me and the wife, we're we're a bunch of wackos. So super wacko. We're committed to a twenty five day marathon of Christmas movies. One Christmas movie every day oh, this crazy. year. We're we're at the the home stretch now. Uh, but of course, Christmas vacation has already popped up. Which was lucky for our for our review here, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's a favorite of mine, and mm. I do think it is it is my favorite uh, vacation movie. So I hadn't seen this before. Well done, huge surprise, <laughs> massive surprise. I've only seen one other vacation movie, and that's European Vacation. Oh, so not so even the first vacation. No, like, do you even know what Wally World is? No, no idea. Bizarre. Yeah, European Vacation. I saw. I did see on TV. I was a child, and I should not have seen that movie. Yeah. But it stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and I reckon I would have been about 10 years old when I first saw that movie. And then I saw it many times after that. But this one, no, this one escaped me. Uh, so I saw it literally two hours ago, ladies and gentlemen. Two you, hours you, you ago. Never, you never, you know, cease to surprise me with your, <laughs> with your last minute, like, cross <laughs> finish line there. With uh, the movie. I have to admit as well, this movie, I feel like it was a little bit more... Softer and gentler than European Vacation, which was released just before it, and it was a different tone than I was expecting. And I kind of, I mean, in, there's, a, in a positive way. There's a, there's, a a, I mean, there's a lot of difference differences mm-hmm. with this one, and yeah, in terms of like, I guess the level of like raunchiness or adult humor. Mm. I mean, there's still adult humor, but is it suitable for kids? It's like somewhat if you if a, you know just let a lot of it go over their heads yeah. compared to those first two. Yeah, and, which were not suitable for kids. Yeah, well, I think. But that you know, that's what's interesting about the vacation movies. It's like you know, you were still exposed to at least some like one of them. Yeah, you'd only watched the one movie. Yeah, it wasn't the first one, yeah. but you still had a bit of a taste for the movies anyway. Yeah, like you kind of knew. Okay, I got the idea. Mm. I think these movies can be sort of absorbed one or two or three or you know take whatever you want with it. You don't have to watch them in sequential order. And yeah, I am intending on watching at least the original. Um, the first one yeah. in the series. It did. Of I admit, I only I only watched uh, European and Vegas. When did that uh, the new the remake came? When that came out, was it 2015 or something? Yeah, 16 or 15. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I'd only watched the the rest of the movies that I was missing leading up to that. So you know, yeah. you know, there's still time. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, let's get into this film's legacy because it does have one budget and box office. It had a budget of twenty-five million dollars, and it had a box office taking of seventy-one point three million dollars, which, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, it debuted net number two at the box office during the opening weekend, which yeah. uh, put it behind Back to the Future Two. So, if you're looking at that competition, it's a heavy not competition. That Christmas movie, man, they always do good. Um, it is considered also the highest-grossing film in its series, which is until 2015 when Vacation was released. Yeah, so when it did come out, it, did, it received mixed to positive reviews from critics, although some noted it as a Christmas classic. So mm. At the moment, Rotten Tomatoes has it as 65%. Uh, that's an average 6.5 out of 10. And Metacritic, 49%, uh, based on 18 reviews. Got here... While Christmas Vacation may not be the most disciplined comedy, it's got enough laughs and a good cheer to make for a solid seasonal treat, which is what you're kind of reflecting on. That it is. That's it. Yeah. It's a. It's a. Yeah. It's on your calendar. It's definitely a movie that gets me all festive, <laughs> and but I I have more things to say. But yeah, it's definitely a festive film. And it must be said that it's regarded as the best sequel for, um, of the Vacation series, which I. 
I can't really agree because I haven't seen the others. But <laughs> yeah. I would put it definitely higher than European. But Def- think definitely, of think definitely. of the wording specifically there, regarded as the best sequel. So this doesn't actually say this is better than National Lampoon's Vacation. It just says it's better than Europe, Vegas, yeah, and I guess 2015's Vacation. <laughs> so right, 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 take that as well. But uh, you know what? Um, I've already said it. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Yeah, cool. Um, let's talk about some of the other films in the franchise. So you've already said the original, um, National Lampoon's Vacation in 1983. That was directed by Harold Ramis. That blows my mind. That, yeah, by the way. But we had Dana Barron as Audrey um, and Anthony Michael Hall as Rusty. It needs to be said that those two roles generally switch between yeah, movies. The, well, the kids in general, because I think the kids of like Cousin Eddie's and stuff, like they change as well. But the, the main, I mean, the main kicker is... The Griswold kids. They're always on a rotation, always changing. I mean, I think there's a bit of reprisal here and there, but generally there is a rotation. With National Lampoon's European Vacation in 1985, that one directed by Amy Heckling. Yeah. We then had Dana Hill taking over as Audrey and Jason Lively as Rusty. He was a good Rusty. I like him. I like how you have some commentary on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Well, he's older. It must have kind of pointed out he's older. That Rusty is older than the Rusty we get now. That's it. That's a, that's one of the, the weird things as well. It's like their age, because of the recasting, their ages also fluctuate. So if yeah. you watch the movies in order, suddenly they're like full-blown teenagers mm-hmm. and then they're reduced to like, you know... Children. Just like a, well, a 14, 10-year-old, whatever. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But in 89, obviously, this movie here, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, this one, as we said, directed by Jeremiah S. Uh, Chekik, or whatever you said. I'll Chekik. Go <laughs> Chekik. So this we'll time say. we have Juliet Lewis as Audrey and Johnny Galecki as Johnny Rusty. Johnny Galecki. So Big Bang Theory fame. Yeah. Uh, Leonard, yeah? Leonard. Yeah, yeah, I think that's his name. I don't want to be honest. <laughs> really not a Big Bang? Yeah. Uh, it's not, I'm not a fan. I just, it's too much. It's like um, How watch, I Met Your Mother. Watch to the watch old it series. chronologically, it's... It's really, really hard. Watch the earlier seasons. You have a good time. Um, that was the last... It's worth noting that was the last theatrical vacation film to carry the National Lampoon label and to feature a screenwriting credit from John Hughes. Next one, we had Vegas Vacation. That was released in 97, uh, directed by Stephen Kessler. Marisol Nichols plays Audrey there and Ethan Embry as Rusty. Uh, two names I can't pick, to be honest. Oh, that's... I mean, yeah. Um, and then 2015, we got the... I guess, like, the, the reboot-type content continuation um, in Vacation, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Jonathan Goldstein. We had Ed Helms as Rusty, playing an adult Rusty, um, and Leslie Mann featured as, as Audrey in a supporting role. So, yes. So, they... All of those many kids grew up to be them. I do love the, in Vacation... There's a scene where Ed Helms is looking at a photo album and he's flicking through it and there's actually different photos of the different kids. Is that? I mean, that's that's the joke, but he's looking at them and he's smiling and As he's if like, oh, my good memories. And it's just... <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Was, was Chevy Chase in the reboot? He, the re- I mean, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but yes, he does feature... As a cameo or something? Yeah, at some point. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at it. Yeah, but he does feature and so does... Beverly D'Angelo, okay. which is great. On television, though, we had um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, which right. is well, direct-to-home television, however you want to call it. Uh, that was out in 2003. Now, this is notable for being the only... It's like a, a sequel to one of the sequels, Christmas Vacation 
too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we had Randy Quaid and Miriam Flynn reprise the characters of Eddie and Catherine. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, whilst we're noting who the kids are in this, Audrey appears. Dana Barron reprises from National Lampoon's Vacation. So from that the first movie, Audrey the original, character. the OG Audrey. Yeah. Which is confusing because she shouldn't be in there, but that's all right. That's Just go with it. Cool. Then we also have um, a project that's coming up. Uh, and this was actually only really come out recently, I think. This is I very recently. This is very recent. Um, so the Griswolds, a, a TV show. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet. We don't know much about it. But it looks like Johnny Galecki is serving as executive producer. I read an article that he was intending on reprising a role, but I thought he was rep- um, not reprising a role. Thought he was going to be training Clark for some reason, so I'm a bit confused yeah. by all. Yeah, I'll that. admit I haven't looked in this into this too much, but I was under the impression that he would play a grown-up Rusty. Rusty. That would make sense. Which is something that I kind of questioned when Ed, Hel- Ed Helms took the the role in Vacation. I was like, why? Why don't they just get like Johnny Galecki? You know, he's currently working. He's active. Well, Ed Helms was riding that wave of um, hangover popularity. Yeah. And so that was like right then when it was like, oh, he's peaking. Let's get he's him a in, big name, get him yeah. into projects. Yeah. There was a short film in 2010 called Hotel Hell Vacation. Yeah. That's all I looked into it. Um, yep. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> cool. That's very good. And there was a series of um, ad campaigns for Old Navy. Okay. So, you know, the jeans, American brand. Heard of it before, yes. Yeah, apparently product placement in lots of movies. I'm now discovering this. This was in 2012, so they were basically a set of commercials featuring Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Mm. There was one one of the commercials did feature Juliet Lewis, Dana Barron, Anthony Michael Hall, Jason Lively, and a new Audrey and a new Rusty who were both children. That's just crazy. So basically you had all, all of the... Well, not all of them, but you had... Most of them. You had yeah. three... Of the the two kids, uh, it's nuts. It's yeah. ridiculous. See if you can YouTube those and uh, track those down. <laughs> but that's um, yeah, that's basically the 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 franchise. It's legacy. That's it. We've got a little bit of history here. Now, I did mention the Christmas fifty nine thing. Yeah. Or you did. I don't know. One of us mentioned it. Um, <laughs> basically, so this movie originated from a short story by writer John Hughes called Christmas 59, right. which uh, was published in the December 1980 issue of National Lampoon magazine, the second vacation story published. So the first being Vacation 58, which was the basis right. for Vacation in 83. Right. Chris Columbus was initially uh, set to direct the, uh, this film, but due to a personality clash between him and Chevy Chase, Columbus left, left the film and was replaced by uh, Cheshik. Uh, Hughes eventually gave Columbus the script to Home Alone. Yeah, right. Which this is my doorway into a plug. We covered Home Alone two years ago. That's it. So check out our Home Alone episode. We definitely will be posting it again on our socials. <laughs> we definitely will be. Every year until we die. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Um, Where should we start? Maybe the opening? Let's just do that. Let's start with the opening. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, well, the, the opening credits. We get this animated little yeah. feature with the opening credits rolling over. Santa. I have to say 100%, like, honest, hand over heart, did not expect it. <laughs> it was not... In the, this is what I mean when I said it was not the same... It was not the movie that I thought it would be. Yeah. This and then this was the very start of that where I'm like, what am I watching right now? You get a you get a new you get like a, a theme song mm. called Christmas Vacation, which was written by Barry Mann and Cynthia uh, Wheel, performed by Mavis Staples and the Staples Singers. Yes. And because of that, you don't get the traditional Holiday Road song. Holiday Road. 
uh, yeah. by Lindsay Buckingham. Correct. So which features in every single other Does it? vacation. Because I know it features in European. But, um, yeah. And I was expecting it in this one. No, nothing. Didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I think I a lot of the time I have memory, it, only because I was taking notes this time, but I have memories of this song featuring, because I know when the movie yeah. does actually, when the actual movie opens, they're driving to get their Christmas yeah. tree. So in my mind, I was like, that would be where you play it. But I, I, then I guess that would take away from, you know, this this epic Christmas vacation song. Yeah. And I played a little bit of it in our little opening just yeah. earlier, so you would have heard it. I mean, that's a song. And it's catchy. Yeah. It's catchy as shit. I liked it. And you just you got Santa running around being animated, like, basically getting himself into trouble. Yeah, it's like, slapsy. his bum. You burn, yeah. <laughs> it's all good fun. Do you remember when... Like movies used to have animated openings. Like, I mean, it Vaguely. wasn't. It wasn't like every movie used to do it, but it was. You know, there was a bit of a trend of, of that sort of happening. Yeah, and you, like and you Pink, mean outside like of the Pink James Panther Bond opening, right? and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, James Bond is more like that's animation, as in like visuals and trendy right. stuff. I mean, like cartoon versions of. I mean, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Pink Panther. I'm thinking George of the Jungle. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, there's, there's there's lots of them. I think there are even some that were released in '89. And okay, I came across a list of them. I, I just I did not take note of them. I have to admit, I didn't notice it. But but I yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm assuming it's a thing. <laughs> I'm assuming, <laughs> just go. I'm assuming you're not lying. Smile and nod. Agree with me. Um, <laughs> um, so the so the score composed by Angelo Badalamenti. Badalamenti. <laughs> and Robella I like how it's easy to say when you gave it an accent. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, it's fine. It, it's atmospheric. It adds, yeah. adds that. It's a little bit slapsticky, and that's fine. That's kind of the tone. I mean, Chevy Chase. I used to pronounce it Chevy. I don't know why. Like the um, car. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the joke? No, that's his name. His name can't be a joke. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, this man is just a joke. <laughs> it's a perpetual joke. His whole career is. The question is, joke. is that his real name, or is it his like? Performance. Are you doing a Google? We're doing a we're doing a live Google. Live right? Google. <laughs> yeah. keep, keep going with what you're saying. Keep going with what well, you're the, saying. Well, the score it does integrate with like multiple Christmas songs um, and Christmas tunes and anthems. Do you have an answer? His name is Cornelius. His name is Cornelius. Cornelius Crane Chase. If, oh, if you've Cornelius. learned anything from this episode, that is amazing. That, if you can take that away and say, "I learned that today from Rewind and Reviews <laughs> podcast," fantastic. Absolutely, I like it. Cornelius. The, some major Christmas songs that I think are a highlight are Bing Crosby's Hawaiian-themed Mele Kalikimaka. Yes. Yeah, that's my Hawaiian done. Can you sing it? Mele Kalikimaka. So I get my uk- ukulele? My ukulele. Mele Kalikimaka. I don't know. Cool. Who knows there? And then there's also Gene um, Auntries, Auntries, um Here Comes Santa Claus. Yeah. And I think everyone knows that one as well. I think there's a few others in there. There's a few, yeah, yeah, probably like when they're at the mall is yeah, probably like things playing in the background, in the background and, stuff. and stuff like that. There's also like the interludes where they have it's sort of like an advent calendar that they're breaking through. And there's I sort wanted of like to a, point that like out, a musical jingle. Um, yes, definitely. I wanted to point that out, and this is an appropriate time to do it. I think the story follows beats like counts down to Christmas by looking at different windows of an advent yeah. calendar, and I thought that was a beautiful touch. It was subtle, and I. I only noticed halfway instead through the movie of, what was going on. Instead of just text on the screen saying four days till Christmas, five days till Christmas, yeah. or the date or something. It's like, here's a new one. Here's oh, an it's the 21st. Here we go. It's well, the 24th. Yeah. I think it's great the way they're doing it. Did you notice that this Christmas movie mm. never actually gets the Christmas day? <laughs> the movie ends <laughs> on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, it just, it just 
<laughs> it fin- it just ends like everything. The climax is all on Christmas Eve night, mm. and then it ends. Great, that's cool. it. I did not even. Yeah. Well, let's. They're talk- not even on vacation. He's well. He- well, the, well yeah, he's wrapped. He's finished up with work. It's the kids holidays. are on vacation from school. It's the Christmas vacation. It's, Christmas it's, it's in the title. All it's right. Christmas okay. vacation. All right, all right. All right well, let's all right, talk right. about how different this movie actually is compared to the other ones. Now, the one that you've seen, yes, pretty much like the other ones. They, they go are, on. They a, all on the same. They beat, go on a road they? trip or a a trip. Some they travel somewhere. Mm. Antics, horrible things happen. <laughs> Clark's trying to make everything wonderful. Yeah, things don't go right. Until right. the very end where it all kind of comes together. This movie, the plot revolves... And then something goes wrong at the end? Uh, Almost always? Oh, yeah. like at the very, yeah, well, very end, uh, just before credits? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watch those movies. Uh, don't want to spoil too much there. Um, so <laughs> the plot with this movie revolves around the Griswold home during Christmas time. Yes. And it also features extended family and a lot of extended family. Whereas in the other movies, yes. you might get like one granny or... Uh, and I'm not talking about like the like cousin Eddie and his flock. I mean like you know one extended family member here or there. This one has or like in European vacation people who are in a different country who they're not even related to, but they think they're family. Yeah, that's what happens, isn't it? And then yeah, they go like, to the wrong Then they find out that it's not them. They, they don't even find it out. Like as they leave, the vine moves, and then you see it was the wrong number, and these. German people are like, who the hell was that? <laughs> they never figure it out. Hospitality, the German hospitality. It's really cool. They love it. I can't remember which one it was. It might be, yeah, legit. It might be the first one. Maybe there's mm. like a granny or something, and then there's like the there's a dog, and oh, right. the dog doesn't. Matter. I don't. It might be the first one, and I think they just ditch her because I don't remember being at the end when they get to Wally World. But never mind. Oh, they do get to Wally World. Spoilers? I don't know. Like, we can't play that game. You can spoil it. It's for <laughs> all oh, they get there. Who'd have thought? Um, so yeah, it is pretty different tonally as well. Okay. And we already mentioned that this one is slightly different, like that first movie, and even like European, and to some extent like uh, Vegas as well. Like they're adult movies. Like they're yeah. the ones that I probably wouldn't sit my kid in front of it and say like, yeah, watch this. And two, they'll maybe like uh, 12, 13, 14, where they kind of a little bit of a better mindset. Yeah. But I can't remember if there's nudity in them, but the raunchiness was a little bit more turned up in those ones. Where there's the... nudity in European Vacation anyway. I know that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But there's not in this. Well, with European, you, you'd expect it, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, there's not. I mean, there's innuendos, there's like breasts. Like the, the side boob. Side boob. <laughs> yeah. There's. Yeah. We're inc- incredibly bikinis. C- cinematographically captured side boob. That's what yeah. it is. But I do like the I do like the repetitive repetitive like connections to the previous movie. So right. even though they don't actually travel anywhere, you yeah. still get an opening scene where they're in the Griswold family car driving somewhere. Yeah. Um, you don't get Holiday Road playing, but they are still going somewhere. Yeah. You get um, references references to other movies in in different ways. There's even there's always a woman in red, and usually she, oh. she usually she features in. Like a passing car, and Clark gets distracted by it, right. and it's like, oh, you know, like she's overly sexy and beautiful, right. and, and he's like, oh, and he, you know, flirtations and stuff. We get her in this movie. She's a lingerie husband. Yeah, so yeah. somehow they still manage to put the late the, the the woman in red still in the movie. So I like okay. those efforts. That's really interesting. So they've just got this ongoing little theme thing yeah. happening. Yeah. Watch the other movies and you'll see those ongoing... No, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for the Lady <laughs> in Red. I swear, do it. No worries. At least that first one. At least that first one. 
I'll do it. I promise you. Across my heart. You won't do it. Am I going to do it? It's you on the do. list of movies let's, I'll never watch. Let's break down some of the characters then whilst we're here. Mm. We'll start with Clark W. Sparky Griswold Jr. Sparky. Sparky. Chevy Chase, of course. Cornelius Kane Chase. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> himself. Uh, he is... I wrote down in my notes... He's a bumbling, clumsy fool. <laughs> is that, is that a medical going? Yeah, that's, term? That's, well, yeah, it's a scientific analysis of his condition. Um, he is a bumbling fool. Yeah, but, do you, know, fool. but do you know what? So he's, he's bumbling, so he's clumsy, so he's a bit moronic at times. He's full of heart, though. He is so, so full of heart. Like, from the get-go, his intentions is... Well, every time something happens, like in that first movie... It's about trying to recreate the, like a trip that we you know used to have. Let's go on a family vacation to Wally World, yeah. best of times. This time it's about you know creating that perfect Christmas for his family. Right, right. And that scene where he gets trapped in the attic and you see him like looking over like the old videos and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. scene really plays to like why all of this is so important. While to he's him. dressed in fur jackets. And oh look, he's freezing cold. So. <laughs> <laughs> so even though you know like there's slapstick stuff happening around him and stuff, it's it's not. I find it's not too stupid, mm. like with him. Yeah, he'll, you know, he might fall or you know be hit by something, but it's not like it's not like a slapstick routine where he's just running around and then something something whacks him and then something else whacks him and then he rolls over uh, and then something else whacks him. I would him say the attic scene is exactly that because he steps on a plank, it hits him in the face. He steps on another one, it hits him in the face. He steps back, it gets hit in the window by the window. I withdraw my statement. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably the extent of it, right? That, Maybe. That's, well, and then when he's when he's hanging his twenty five thousand lights, stapling himself and he stapling yeah. down, and then he falls off the ladder, and then the guttering falls, and then that skewers the next door neighbor's DVD, whatever it is, or whatever it is, eighty nine, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> CD, no, no record uh, player, re- <laughs> cassette Vinyl. tape. What did they have? That would have been some some kind of audio visual thing. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah, Chevy Chase is a really good bumbling fool slash. Huge-hearted man, and all he cares about is his family. Do you sympathise with him and his rage and yes. his his need to have everything? Now, you you come from a big family. Yes. Are Christmases and you know gatherings an ordeal? Yes. Do they make everything worse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, no, just lots of personalities. Like, that's it, and that's what this is. It's still a general feeling of you know that that family closeness, and that's. Really, what's being portrayed here, and he's just wanting to pull that together, but he is competing with so many different personalities, That's it, when including two f- set of in-laws who fight each other, <laughs> and then also bloody cousin-in-law or whatever the heck he is. But we'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, I want to. I want to hold that for a second. Park what, that one. But what's good, you know, like in the other movies, it, it was it was usually about you know the four members of the Griswold family and their clashes. Yeah. So you know, like the marriage between. Um, Clark and Ellen, you know, how even though they were still frisky and you know, romantic with each other, like they're, you know, the Clark's a little bit of a sleaze dog and he, you know, temp- totally t- like there's temptation and stuff there. And yeah, that still features here, but you know, like their marriage was sort of questionable. Um, they, they came good and the kids, you know, like fighting and then like not wanting to participate in activity. Yeah. It was like the conflict between them. I think having an external amount of people come in, it flips everything on. Dampens like, it, that a little bit. And it, but it creates. Their 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 core four unit of the Grizzlies. It's like it just makes them like a solid, a really solid. Yeah, unit. well, that's the thing. Like you've got 
like Rusty is like helping out and Audrey's helping out. They're all putting up with all of the other family members and so they're a team. And I think that's what happens when you get like in-laws come over. It's suddenly it's like, oh, you know, we've got to stick together because we... We're, you know, it's our house and like we're, we're, we know that we're, we're hosting all, these people we're in now. this together, you know, yeah, like, and it brings absolutely. them together. I like it. I like so, it. I, I do have to point out though, I truly freaking hated Clark when he tells the lady in red that he's divorced. I know he's bumbling and I know he's like, he's yeah. nervous as an attractive lady. Like there's a difference between it's, like just having a sneaky flirt and... Yeah, and actually declaring, oh no, I'm divorced. I think, but, he, yeah, didn't well, he say, like, she's dead? No, well, she goes, God rest her soul. And then he goes, like, oh, oh, she's she, lost her. She, no, 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 she's divorced. Um, <laughs> like she's divorced. not. Yeah, he says that yeah. she's not dead. Like, no, yeah, she's yeah. not dead. Um, so uh, that that little bit, I'm like, oh, come on, man. I don't like that. But everything else, he is just a family-orientated person. Mm. And I really, if anything, that's two very polarizing elements to his personality. Like, so conflicting. Yeah, is his sleaziness, but then he's pure heart towards family it almost makes you kind of just brush it all off and go whatever like he yeah. really means well yeah. like he's just he's just a guy you know which and is just a red-blooded guy it's a red-blooded guy let's talk, let's talk about his wife the one that uh is being so butchered by betrayed and yes trudged on exactly um, and i've got to say something about it. so beverly De- d'angelo plays ellen griswold through all of these movies yeah she is such a devoted wife <laughs> she has just got nothing but affection for clark like, you see, I was watching her, like, so you've got Clark front and centre. Yeah. And he's got all these facial expressions and he's reacting to everything that's happening, but she's just watching him. And, like, when he reacts negatively, she cares about what's going on. And even though you can look at it like she's a little bit of a submissive wife, but I think that her affection, like, she's yeah. not submissive, she's just simply supportive she's just supporting but I think at the end of that and maybe it's because you've got you know you do have other movies and stuff backing this up but it's like yeah no matter what they always come good at the end and yeah. like they're always there for each other and no matter what happens like she she's I guess she's come to expect as well that this stuff just happens to him so she's along for the ride <laughs> well I remember the neighbors say that they go oh he's almost certainly gonna fall off the roof <laughs> if <laughs> like, he would die well I don't know about that but it's like this, this, this is just happen. a normal thing but I love um, I love Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, I don't know her from anything else except these. But just yeah. her, like to me, she is Ellen Griswold, and that's all I know her as. And she's like a wonderful wife, mother, just loving, like mm. cute, like a little bit zany and weird and quirky. Yeah. And the one moment in this movie where I'm just like, you know, oh, she is a real character. She's not just like a thing. Is when after Clark loses his shit, and then he's I think they're in the bathroom or something, and she walks in and just goes. Was that really necessary? And I'm like, that's the realest thing. Yeah. Like, I've had that said to me so many times, or asked yeah. to me by my wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you really need to do that? After losing my shit at something, just being yeah. like, was that really necessary? Or me screaming or something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's so real. And I was just like, that's, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's great. Have to have a, have a um, confession as well. Had a childhood crush on her when she's in European vacation. Uh, and she's yeah. a couple of years old. No, I've got to admit, like, she's. she's She's an attractive lady, but also, especially in European vacation, about they do she's... like that video in there, if you remember yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like immediately, like as a, watching that, you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I've all, I've had, uh, there's a, something I've had, it's just like, it's, yeah, just very, she's a wonderful yeah. looking person. <laughs> and, and just, and the character is, yeah, I just think super committed mum, super committed wife. She, her character never Contro- does like, anything that... She's, a, she's like a rock. She's the stability, I think, Yeah. of the chaos. Yeah, that's my interpretation. I think she actually, even though he'll fall off a roof, 
her being there stops him from dying. Yeah. And I mean that in a metaphorical sense, yeah. but yeah. Cause, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's uh, Clark Resort. He can't actually die from falling. All right, let's move on to the kids. <laughs> because he's a cartoon character. Correct. Just a live action one. Um, Audrey Griswold. Yeah, cool. Juliet Lewis. Well, actually, with these kids in this movie, I just want to say, like, these are... And you think I would go with the first... The first mm. brewers, but these are the two that I picture as the Griswold kids. Like, if you, like, right. draw a picture yeah. of the Griswolds, I would try and attempt to draw these yeah, right. two human beings. Yeah. So they're the ones that I see. So to me, I have a bit of a bias where I say, yeah, these are my favourite <laughs> Griswold kids. Well, well, okay, sticking with Audrey or um, Juliette Lewis, I didn't think that she did a whole lot. She doesn't do much in this. Okay. She has a and few I did think lines. That, I did think that the Audrey, like Dana, who played Audrey in European Vacation, did a lot more. Had a lot more... There was a lot more focus on her. Like, she had an eating element and all this stuff. Wasn't she, like, just trying to run around and do things and see stuff? Or was yeah. that her character? She wanted to yeah. see things, but she also wanted to, like, eat, eat all the amazing food in Europe and things like that, but then had, like, a breakdown because she was worried about becoming too fat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was centred on her, whereas, where, yeah, she's very much sidelined. Yeah, that's so, true. And England. I guess it's just, I guess, because you have all that extended family. I mean, her her biggest line, I guess, within the movie is, like, when she's arguing about having to, sh- like, share a bed with her brother. And it's yeah. like, that's sick. Like, yeah. <laughs> how would you like it? And I guess the other standout funny moment with her is when they're going to get the Christmas tree... And she's, she's <laughs> yes. freezing, and her eyelids freeze over. And yeah, and, and Ellen turns around and goes, "Oh, she'll see it later. Her eyes are frozen." <laughs> <laughs> and and no one cares. <laughs> it just goes on. It's like my body's frozen from the waist down, and then you, she yeah. just doesn't say anything after that because she's an icicle. Yeah, actually, I remember, I remember that line as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Audrey's frozen from the waist down, um, and then Clark turns around and goes, "That's all part of the experience, honey. Don't worry about it." <laughs> That's great. He's um, a man of nature. He just wants to, you know, it's about living. It's about living. Uh, living in that moment. Um, now, Johnny Galecki. Great. I thought he's awesome. Or I thought, see, Rusty's got red hair in European Vacation. And that's it? why I thought he was called Rusty. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he's got red hair. So this didn't fit with me initially, but then Johnny's portrayal is just great. I mean, he's a lot younger, but he is serious while being young. Yeah. Like, and not in a weird way, just more. Like, he's just calm. Yeah, he's, going he's, around he's very he's much calm. trying to help his dad where he can. I think yeah. he appreciates the fact that he, you know, his dad's trying to do this for them. Yeah. You know, like when, he, when he's trying to get the lights on, they don't work. He's the one who stands there and says, like, you know, you tried, Dad. Like, you know, it's all yeah. good. But then, yeah, at the same time, yeah, it's like, also like... we check him all? No. no, no I've got to do my homework. Yeah, I've got to do this, yeah. that. Put the washing on. I've got to... <laughs> but there's also that time where, so when Clark's Brantley, he's, like, throwing around the chainsaw. Yeah. When he's lost his mind a little bit. And um, Rusty comes out and then says, Are you all right? <laughs> and then, Do you want to talk about it? And he's like, and he goes, Okay, cool. Vroom, vroom. We don't need to talk about all it. Good, I'm Dad. Away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I threw it. So Lock, if Johnny subtle, comes back yeah. as this character, I mean, he's obviously uh, very much a man, but this was a good interpretation. It, I would, it would be interesting to see what Johnny Galecki would do now as an adult if he was to play the character again. I've seen him in other things. You know, besides in Big Bang Theory, you know, playing more serious roles and stuff. But although this is, would still be comedy, mm. so that would be interesting. But comedy, but not, not that over over characterized character that Leonard is in Big Bang. So, what have you seen him in? Can you remember? I've only seen him in one other thing. Uh, what's that movie with the the clock, the time life thing? Uh, in time, I think had, with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, with Justin Timberlake. Is he in that? I think he. I think that's. I've the, seen he, that. Movie. He's like his mate. 
Okay. He's in, um, it's either I Know He Did Last Summer or one of the Scream movies. I think it's I Know He Did Last Summer. Number two, I think. He gets killed. He he's, was, he yeah. Isn't he like the weird friend? He's like a weird stoner dude. Yeah. He yeah. is in one of those, isn't he? Yeah. And he gets killed. killed. He gets killed. Um, all right, let's move on to some supporting characters. Randy Quaid, cousin Eddie Johnson. Oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> he so is a, much. He's a bit of a one-note character, and like basically what he, he does, does a really good job. Yeah, at I, being just so obnoxious. Like you just you hate him so much yeah. and everything. But that's that's the character. That's the point. And so it's working. I saw I saw a post um, for like you know when everyone starts decorating their houses for Christmas, people like you start seeing memes and things, and there was an American meme, and it was a mannequin in a bathrobe with a pipe and a bunch of rubbish sitting like somebody had set that up on their, their curb. Yeah. That was their Christmas decoration. And you were just like, what is that? I did not understand it. And everyone, a lot of Americans who were attached to this thread were like, this is great. This is hilarious. <laughs> I had no context. Um, and now I know exactly what it is. Yeah. So like invasive, I mean, him, man, I mean, it's him bringing the flock, but I mean, you, you can't help but hate the family as well. Just <laughs> well, he doesn't bring the whole flock. Do you see what he already says about his other two kids? Yeah, isn't like one doing something? Well, I forget what they say. But one's in rehab. Yeah, and the other I can't. Remember I was going to say prison, doing. but it must be rehab. And yeah. one's getting off. Well, they said getting off the turkey, and I assume that was booze or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I lo- even though I hate his character, I like like he's an aspect of this movie that like you wouldn't. I wouldn't remove or change anything about like everything he oh, does. No, he makes it. Definitely, it, yeah. yeah. It definitely adds to it. If like it was... blowing up the sewer, yeah. Like kidnapping the boss and oh, it's just so loading the loading the the trolley with with dog food, yeah, <laughs> and more dog food. Just and another bag of dog food. And when Clark like puts a pack of light bulbs down, more dog food and yeah. smash. I don't. Yeah. Know, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Um, and then they, yeah, he's got his whole tribe with him, mm. and he's just. But, I mean, he's still... The way he acts about the cat. The way he acts about, like, all this stuff. The dog, man. The dog. dog, Like, the dog has, like, rabies. His son has some sort of, like... I don't know. He said, don't give him a kiss. He's got a fungus. An unidentified fungus or something. Oh, gosh. There's so much. And, like, when he sort of basically says... Not sort of. Like, he's been out of work since the first movie. And it's like, well, you know, we we can't afford Christmas this year. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then it's like, you know, Clark says, look, we'll... We'll cover it. All good. We can't have oh, our kids not. Is Randy Christmas. Quaid in the original, in the first one? Yeah, he features in. I think he might pop up in every single one, but I not in European. He's he not in European. No. Might be the only one he doesn't. I know he appears in Vegas and he has a okay. prominent role in Vegas again. Right. But I think yeah, we meet them in the first movie. Okay. Um, and, and it's like it's weird. It's like he's he, Ellen's, Ellen's cousin's husband's cousin is Eddie. Yeah, right. I was I, I was getting confused with it to be honest. But yeah, they, they make more of a deal about how they're not really related in the first movie, right. but like but they are. Right. Like, no, they're still family. That's what and then they meet them and they're like, what the uh, there's so many cool little interactions with him and Clark though. And like Clark's just when they're sitting there drinking eggnog in the in the lounge or something. Yeah. Eddie's just, just dribbling crap and and Clark's just responding very like smartly <laughs> and super like condescending. But Eddie doesn't even notice anything yeah. about it. And it's just—it's really, really well done. Um, <laughs> when, when, when before they go like the the sledding, and Eddie's like talks about his metal head or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, it'd be really dangerous because I've got like you know 
yeah. the metal thing in my head and then Clark's like would it even matter <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's good yeah. he means well and he's just he's just a dopey fella mm. I like it when Clark I mean I don't like it but it was funny when basically Randy's talking about his kids and they're basically deadbeats <laughs> and then Clark's like oh you must be really proud <laughs> and he's just like yeah I am, I am Clark yeah. yeah oh it's good stuff um, his partner cousin Catherine um, Miriam Flynn I don't really have anything to say to be honest she doesn't have a huge role I mean she she's she's there she's the reason we have the infamous uh, dry turkey scene uh, which so that's, that's right. I love I just love it the that scene when they're eating that is the sound crunching effects. like it's just it's, it, it's a perfect scene yeah. <laughs> I to say a perfect scene but um, she's genuinely like, she's like super sad about it. Yeah, she means well. She's a nice. She's like, oh, she's I hope so, you did it. Yeah, you did. So. <laughs> you did. It's like, like it's all good, and they don't want to upset her. You know, like yeah. they all. This is like everything is about love. You know, they're just like mm. we can't hurt her feelings, so we're gonna eat it and enjoy yeah. our Christmas turkey. <laughs> now we we've got our we've got the kids. Uh, Rocky and Ruby Sue, played by Cody Berger and Ellen Hamilton Latson. I think... I don't have much to say there. Ruby has uh, more. Just because she has that major scene where she's talking about Santa. Where she's talking about Santa not finding them and coming. Where Rocky Moore has just like that gross scene where... Yeah. You know, like, don't touch him because of the unidentified fungus. Yeah. Um, Um, I think... But Ruby, that scene with Ruby, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice little moment. And she's, it's actually, if I'm gonna put them, put them all in line, it's actually my favourite scene because of the heartfelt Christmas yep. moment. Gets you all yep. festive and jolly and feeling it, all and the I, feels. And I was seeing a side of Clark that I previously hadn't seen. Yeah. So I don't know if he's as equally as caring as he is. I mean, he's always caring, but this was a really deep moment where he's like, he's realizing, hang on, Ruby doesn't actually have presents. He's yeah. expecting them. Um, and she, he feels immediately sorry, and then he's kind of comforting her and saying, "No, no, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. Santa's coming. Santa always comes here." It's and it's, like, it's just more evidential backup that Clark is genuinely a nice guy who wants to do right by his family, even yeah. if it's if it's his extended, extended, extended cousin-in-laws or whatever the yeah. hell they are. Yeah, he yeah. This kid is part of his family, so he's like, mm, like they can't. Yeah. Even if I reckon, even if it wasn't a family member, he would still be like, "This kid, like, mm-hmm. no Christmas. Or what can I do?" Yeah. He still thinks he's going to get his Christmas bonus. He's like, "I've got some money to to, to spare. Like, let's yeah. help him out. Like, we can't. Yeah, can't not." So yeah, it is a nice moment. Hmm. I think so. And then it's my favorite moment of the movie. So um, we've got Clark's parents. Yeah. Um, also known as Clark W. Griswold, yeah. but senior. Uh, yep. John Randolph, and we've got Nora Griswold, who is played by Diane Ladd. Yeah, I think I think maybe Clark's dad has more screen time, maybe, and he's you know, well, he has that one moment. He's where supportive he's, of Clark. Yeah, he's yeah. like, hang on, don't like he's having that moment with him and saying, yeah. just, just, just don't sweat it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's let, all let, it, let it go. Let not really worry about it. Oh, and near the end, are, where yeah. where he actually says to him, like, why are you trying so hard to yeah. make a perfect Christmas and it's, it's like Clark says to him, you know, like well, that's what you gave us, you know. Like, yeah. And he's like, it just happened, like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't. Don't try, like just let it, let it be what it is. Yeah. Um. So that's nice. Um, and then he said, story time is yours. Was yeah, because like he, pass, he normally yeah. does it, and then he passes on. See, it's so much Christmas feel in this movie. Yeah. It's wonderful. Ellen's parents, um, her father Art Smith, played by E. G. Marshall, and Frances Smith, her mother, played by Doris Roberts, who you'd know from Everybody Loves Raymond, the uh. Marie. So always good to see her in anything. I reckon I'm going to put it out there. Have to say, I didn't like them. I mean, they're. And yeah, I think you're intentionally they're... playing that way, but 
I genuinely... I think not, not if, only did the I... movie, if the movie was about Ellen, it would be flipped. I think because the movie's about Clark and it's his point of view, and it's him trying to do all these things and everything going wrong. Yeah. It would be his... Like, why would his parents be mean to him and stuff like that? It would be his in-laws yeah. who are the difficult ones. Yeah. Where, you know, you've got Ellen's dad giving him a hard time. Like he's like, don't test me out. Like, lights of shit. Or it's like, why'd you bother? Like you got to check every single yeah. light bulb. Whatever he said. Where's he? Where's he go? Um, oh, they don't twinkle. Yeah, they don't twinkle. Thanks. Uh, like, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like your feedback or yeah, yeah. something so thank like that. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. like I didn't realize. Yeah, so I enjoy you know the antagonist in him that we, we get. I mean, it's not major, <laughs> but it, you know, I can see the purpose. Of it's it. in laws. That's um, what you get. Just adds to the drama. Definitely. Then later on, halfway through the movie, we get Uncle Lewis, uh, played by William Hickey, which is Clark's uncle, and Aunt Bethany, Clark's aunt, played by May Quistrel. And they're just like super old. Super old. Hell, probably, probably on set dementia. You'd have to yeah. say the way that they act. And so stuff. it just brings so. another dimension of a different type of character. Yeah. And there's just more funny gags and stuff that you have from them. You know, just because they. You know, Uncle Lux is on that blows up when the when the sword blows, blows up. Also, on fire. He also somehow blows up the Christmas tree, which I didn't actually understand how he did that. But Because he lights his cigar, yeah. which reacted to the gas, the chemical gas stuff from the sewer that Cousin Eddie At the was creek draining. Inside? Because it seeped in. Oh, okay. So because he lit the cigar inside yeah. standing next to the Christmas tree, it all engulfed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't kind of. Kind and then I think later he flicks up. a. A match. A match, which yeah. blows up. What blows up? Oh, the, the decorations and like yeah. the Santa goes flying and we get that and awesome that little like, moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, All good stuff. And, but, and I have to admit, every single one of those, the family members gets thrown on their ass during that. Like literally, it's, yeah. if you watch it, because I, I saw it and I was like, hang on, what just happened? Rewound it and watched them and they're all, they're all four backwards, legs in the air. And they would have slumped down, and then the old man falls down amongst them all yeah. burnt and stuff. So, but um, Aunt Bethany, just one final thought on her. Um, I'm not being serious when I say this, but most valued player, I reckon. <laughs> like, oh, she's great. She just brings so much, and all the the senile stuff that yeah. comes with her. Yeah. It's just as well. What did she do instead of saying grace like a prayer? She says like the um, uh, we're Australian, so we don't know what, yeah. what's it. The is it like the national anthem. Yeah, something like that. Or something. But they sing the Star Sang Bang on a banner at the end. Like she does as well. Yeah. Because it's like the fireworks. I wish I knew. I wish I was more educated and knew what it was. Yeah, the, we apologize to our American listeners. Was it the Declaration of Independence or something? something like that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. American listeners, just hit us up. Look, we don't, they don't teach us things. I mean, um, they do. We learned all this stuff in like American TV, but we still don't <laughs> make note of it. We don't. It's just We yeah. don't. Let's talk about the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Guest and Julia Louis Dreyfus. Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. I like pointing out where people are and prominently I, seen. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm not actually a big Seinfeld fan. Well, not a fan, just not a, don't know much about it. But I did recognise her, definitely. Yeah. Um, they're great. They're just, they're, I guess, a bit fancier, a bit upper class, te- technology, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They didn't really play a role. They were basically, I mean, they were the butt of the jokes. They were, yeah. for, a, for a slapstick movie where, I guess, you know, you don't want to injure the family too much. These are the guys that get punished, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. They get squirrels and dogs thrown at their faces, trees through their windows, bicycles through their stuff. windows, Bicycle, yeah, everything like yeah. blaring lights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when, when the, the lights turns on, like, ah! oh, they get blinded and they just yeah. fall over. And but they... it, I was just thinking about it. Like, like when they arrive at night time, they're wearing sunglasses. 
They're just those kind of people. That's the type like, of people. <laughs> possibly though, these these two characters, because of the, the you know like their dress sense, their hair, yeah. the design of like their home and stuff, it does put a bit of a timestamp on the movie that does kind of date it a little bit. It's not a huge criticism, but it's a factor. Like the Griswold home and everything, like I can still kind of see that being a house today. Just like the the, the family just never updated things and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. But with their, like, just, yeah, with the technology you see, like, their non-DVD player, like, whatever yeah. it is, you know, their, their stereos, it, it, it seems very, like, high-tech, yeah. uh, fancy for that time, which dates it very quickly. Yeah, definitely. And just their dress sense and all that. But that's, you know, all good. All good. All right. There's a boss. Um, Frank Fla- Shirley. Frank Shirley. He, come, he ends up by coming around at the end. Yeah. I mean, the funniest he's, thing we really get out of him is where he's, his office and he's got his line of presence and they're all the same shape. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? And then, who knows? Yeah, and then and Clark moves the president aside so he's going to be front and centre. Yeah. Um, but he's also sitting at the end of a really long board table as well, which is just kind of symbolising his disconnection, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he can never get Clark's name right. There's that moment where he says, I need your report for my presentation. Yeah. Can you have it done by the end of the day? And then when Clark's giving him his present, he says, how was the report? Did it help? I hope it helped. And he just kind of blows it off. Yeah, it's like, what a report. Like, yeah, I didn't really need it. I'm sure it helped. Yes. Like, he didn't need it at all. Yeah, probably. What about, like, when all the, you know, all the the, the, the yes men walk past him and, you know, Clark's, oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Kiss know. his ass. Kiss his ass, kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so he's a bit of a shitty boss. He cuts mm. everyone's bonuses, which freaks out Clark because he's put a deposit down on the pool. Yeah. But then cousin Eddie kidnaps him. It's almost and like a Scrooge. Like, it's a Scrooge moment at the end where yeah. he's like, oh. He's like, yeah. And then when his wife comes in, like the SWAT come in and all that, and then his wife comes in and goes, "You didn't actually cut the bonus, yeah, did like you? you? That's a low move." And like everyone in the rooms is like, "You're a dick." <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, um, shout out to Sam McMurray, who is Bill, one of Clark's co-workers. I just want to point out this guy because every time I see this actor as something, yeah. He's usually playing a bit of an asshole. So when you see oh, him yeah. on screen, I always expect him to be sort of like that dick co-worker. Right. Whereas he's not. He seems genuinely like Clark's friend, and it's yeah. like he's like have a good Christmas. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I haven't got my uh, bonus yet, but surely it'll come. Or, or you yeah. know, someone drops something off, so maybe that's it. Like, oh, you know, we'll yeah. be right, we'll be right, Clark. You know, yeah. supportive and stuff. And that's all I have to say, Ben. Yeah. And I just want to shout out uh, finally, Nicolette Corsesi as Mary, the lingerie girl, yeah. the woman in red. So she's a Doing laundry a, sales lady, and then she, she also appears as a fantasy. Uh, the pool fantasy, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's there. So, and if you haven't seen this movie, and we just said pool fantasy, yeah, use your imagination. Yeah, just go with it. Whatever. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen this movie. <laughs> everyone knows exactly what scenes are. All right, this might be. We covered off a bunch. Might be a time appropriate time to have a bit of a break. What do you reckon? Yeah, sounds good, man. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from Nut Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then Nut Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. Uh, we've just covered all of the characters. Now let's talk about some of the funny things. <laughs> some of the funny things. Some of the positives oh. and the negatives. Let's talk about it. Well, what should Jace, we do? What, you what do you got? Let's do some maybe like some favourite bits or whatever. Or we can just go through like funny scenes that I think are worth mentioning in no particular order, except maybe uh, chronological. <laughs> when they go and get their Christmas tree. I mean, I already mentioned where you know 
um, Audrey's frozen her eyelids and stuff like that. You know, it's it's great. But when they they, it's like, Dad, did you bring an axe? So there's big giant roots coming off the the tree trunk, being yeah. pulled by the the Griswold family car. Yeah, like fantastic. Uh, of course, the whole everything to do with Clark trying to set up the the Christmas like the exterior lights. Yeah. Fun fact, Chevy Chase actually broke his finger whilst losing his shit and punching Santa Claus. <laughs> the decoration Santa Claus, not uh, like the Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, leading him to kick and club the decorations after that. So yeah. this was all films and they used that take. So when right. and he's uh, losing his shit there, it's all... It's a very uh, Lord of the Rings, Vigo Mortensen moment. Let's use it, right? Just use the... Yeah. It's like, oh, I've broken a bone. Fantastic! Use it! <laughs> Keep filming! It's like, it's like you remember when um, Leo DiCaprio cut his hand in Django Unchained? Yeah. And like they just kept rolling just with it. Going. Yeah, and then they end up like, patching up and just use fake blood when it's like <laughs> smearing. Um, all right. Uh, something about the lights. Just have to point out, the lights end up by being wired through the basement somehow, and he doesn't seem to figure that out. I don't understand that. Because it should be quite simple to figure out. What's I think because gone there's wrong. so many things plugged into that one thing, and I don't know. Now it might just be how these houses are set up with like their circuits and stuff. Because it's like it needs to be a switch, which mm-hmm. I guess turns off one set of thing to the other one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, it, it didn't quite make sense. Power surge thing. But what they what I noticed is they didn't actually explain it. Like as in they didn't discover that it was a basement. It just ended up by being. As oh, it, as and it, I think well, Ellen worked it out that well, Ellen, Ellen did, but then because she so she does it and then isn't doesn't really realize comes back out and then seconds later she's thinking about it and she goes hang on goes back in does it and then walks out all like <laughs> yeah but Clark thinks he's the one he's who, the one who's done it yeah. and that's what I mean you don't see the payoff that he actually understands what's going on but anyway um, that's what I love about it it's just like ignorance yeah. and again it, it just it's it's Ellen. Being that wife of being like, he's happy now, that's all that matters. She doesn't yeah. need to showboat and say, I worked it out, you dickhead. Like, yeah, you're just like, idiot. Um, the important thing is the lights are on now, Clark's happy. Oh, a, I love her. That scene, <laughs> that scene, though, when she switches it on for the first time, Clark thinks that he's, he's done it and he's, he's like, everybody come outside quickly. Mm. And then they, when he plugs it back in again, it doesn't work because the lights are yeah, yeah. off. And then he just loses his mind. He's like shaking the thing before he punches the reindeer. Yeah. He's just like, What's going on? Like, I felt for him. I was just, I just like... There's a lot of moments. There's yeah. a lot of moments in this movie where I feel for Clark. Yeah. Like, I just... I just get... And I think as as I become an adult and, you know, like, I'm involved more in organising things and yeah. making things happen for other people, it's it's very much like, wow, yeah, the pressures. The pressures and... and oh, just the, when things don't go right. And he handles like, it to the, to the end, pretty much. Um, all right, what else we got? Locked in the attic. We discussed it a little bit. There's that nice little sentimental moment when he's looking through videos. Mm. Has to point out the slapstick stuff. Yeah, covered. He he's just an idiot. <laughs> but I know I could tell. What the hell was he doing walking on the gyprock? Like the, you got the bearers there, and then you've got the ceiling. And instead of standing on the wood, which is what those planks were on, he literally steps. Gently on top of the. Do you know why he steps on those things? Why? For the slapstick moment. Yeah. Because so <laughs> so if he does it, you know, in, in the next one or two steps, he's putting his foot through the ceiling. That's mm. what's going to happen. I like how the scene ends though, where he's 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 really well, yeah. he's enjoying <laughs> the the you know the home videos. He's like so emotionally invested, and mm. suddenly the door opens and he falls. Over. Like yeah. why is he sitting on the on the so staircase? The yeah. And <sighs> also that moment where he puts his foot through and it punches through the um the picture of the girl on the roof. 
And then he sits there. So instead of doing it, like the only thing he does is he sits there and puts his like warms his hands yeah. to the new heat that's coming up. To the <laughs> it's just it's hilarious. Um, Great things. The cat. I want to. I, I want a whole podcast devoted to this cat, and it's very short lived life. I honestly was like, yes. As soon as it happened, I just. I'm not a huge fan of cats. Anyway. Yeah, you're a dog man. I know. I'm a dog man, but. Don't watch the. I think it. it's the first one. Don't watch the first one, then. Okay. Because I, I, there's a dog, and I don't think. I, from what I remember, the dog does not make it. Oh well, okay. Well, the, cat, <laughs> the cat definitely didn't make it. So the cat steals the lights off the Christmas tree, and when it was doing it, I'm like, "You bastard! Like, stop! Leave it alone! Leave it alone!" Yeah, you're wishing uh, it to die. No, then, well, I'm wishing it, it to die, but I was just like, "Stop watching! It needs Leave it some, alone!" Yeah. And then it drags a lot, like unplugs it, like it's chewing the wires. It unplugs the thing, and it drags it underneath the couch. Clark comes along and just plugs them in, thinking innocently, and fries the cat underneath the couch. But I'm like, when, and it's like when they removed when they remove the couch, it's like there's no actual body. It's just sort of like bits of fluff and like yeah. the outline, and yeah. as if it's been cremated. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just it now long not no longer exists. It's like been zapped from from existence. And then they take the couch out to the. Uh, the big pile of rubbish that there seems to be growing on their verge. Um, <laughs> it's probably... And, Eddie, and Eddie's it's like... Eddie dumping his rubbish from... <laughs> well, that's, well, they end up putting the tree on there, but then they put the couch on there. And, yeah, they, and Eddie's it, like, um, do you mind if I and the decoration clean up? Because yeah. like, this, is, this is actually a good quality couch. Quality couch, yeah. It's like, yeah, don't worry about the cat that's fried. Anyway, that's very, it is very amusing. But oh. I was like, you got, that, you got what was coming to you, cat. <laughs> in your notes when you put him in there, I thought you were going to talk about the cat in the parcel. <laughs> yeah, which is also a funny cat moment. Got to throw that out there. The because way the that he holds like... it, and he like he <laughs> shakes it. Like... <laughs> it's just because, and we got to say, the cat's there because the grandma who is senile packed it. Accidentally. Packed her, he, or she, wrapped it. She wrapped her own cat and brought it as a gift, just like she wrapped her own Jello and yeah. gave it as a gift as well. Uh, old age mental illness, hilarious. Yeah, super, super hilarious. <laughs> <to> point <laughs> a finger at people who have no capacity anymore. Oh, how funny! But adds, uh, you know, gives us good comedy. <laughs> yeah. no, it, it is. It's it's amusing. It, yeah, it's definitely not sensitive at all. But um, <laughs> but the way the way that Chevy Chase holds that box and it's, it's like, like <laughs> and it makes the, the screeching sound and then yeah. it, like stops it. I think it's just hilarious. It's wonderful. The Christmas dinner with the turkey, as we mentioned, like I just love this. It's perfect. Everything that's going on, Clark kind of getting like antsy about the dog, and it's like maybe the dog shouldn't be fed from the table. And yeah, Eddie's just like, no, it's all it's fine. And the dog <laughs> spews up under the table, and you're just like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah, and the turkey, the way it, when they're cutting it and just opens up, it's like it's like the scene from the thing where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, it's like so, the like the the I don't know pirates crypt or something. It's just like some sort of empty chest. No, no, it's Demons so, have escaped. It's so gross. And in the end, it's just turkey turkey jerky basically, mm. and gnawing on it. And there's all those sounds. I yes. always think the squirrel moment happens way earlier in the movie, and it never <laughs> does. It's always near the end, and I'm always baffled at how late it actually. Mm. It actually comes in. Yeah. Um. It's a. It's a whole. I mean. It's just. Yeah, this movie is pretty slapstick. Like, the, like this, I can't deny it. The squirrel is getting everywhere when it appears on the back of Clark's. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah, he turns around and it's like, and then they're all he's chasing. Every, they're running upstairs, and then the dog's chasing him as well. Oh, it's he thinks he's running away from it, but it's right there. Yeah, and, yeah, and then it eventually ends up on like I, I'm going to say Elaine's face because I already forgot her name. Margot. What does he do? He Clark opens the door. 
to let the squirrel out and it jumps on her <laughs> chest and then the dog just immediately pounces on her as well. So the the my favorite moment in this movie and it's probably so many other people's favorite moments when they watch this is is Clark's meltdown. Yeah. Now, I'm going to do something I don't normally do in this show. See, normally if it was just like a quote or something, I'd probably just read it out. Yeah. I'm going to insert a little bit of audio. Okay. So, so have a listen. Do it. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it is honestly truly hilarious. I mean, it's amazing. Just the, what, a couple of curse words, words in there yeah. as I mean, well. Apologies. Even words that aren't curse words or swear words, but the words put together in this sequential order, they sound very rude. Yeah. Like. Dog kissing, brainless, less hopeless, heartless, fat, bug-eyed. Like, they're not rude words, but in a sentence, yeah. yeah. It's like, it just sounds like he's going off. Like, it's, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? That's oh. my favourite part of the whole thing. It's just, he just gives up, he's like, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? And walks out. Well, <laughs> it's nuts. And he's got the chainsaw, the hockey mask, he's... When he leaves the bathroom and he's just like he, he's he's ascended to like another level. And again, you've got Ellen just like, was that necessary? So it's just like, it's like yes. yes. It's like we're all gonna have a hap hap happiest Christmas or whatever he says. <laughs> and he, he knocks he he cuts off the the post the staircase post. I don't know what they're called because yeah. it's a bit wobbly. He's like, fix it, yeah, fix it, and yeah, it's just into complete delirium. Like, it's just it's about ten minutes of just pure joy of me just yeah. sitting there every time I watch this movie. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. I definitely had it a giggle. It is the moment of the movie. I definitely had a giggle. I definitely mm. had a giggle. So when when the SWAT team barge in mm. and they yell freeze and the family's all huddled in the lounge and, and they freeze exactly how they are, yeah. Beverly D'Angelo's hand, so Ellen's hand is on Clark's crotch. Right. And it's there. And because the shot is lingering and everyone's obviously frozen, it's there for a long time. <laughs> and... I'm very surprised you haven't seen it. You didn't notice it, but... I noticed that her hand was there when she goes to shake the wife. Because then, then she puts it back, yeah. which yeah, is yeah, yeah. even but weirder. I did notice it before that. She's like, okay, I have a moment to, of freedom. Now yeah. I'll put it back as yeah. I was. But uh, Beverly D'Angelo actually improvised grabbing, uh, grabbing Chevy Chase's crotch. Um, I think there were multiple takes in this one in particular. She was like, I'm just going to do it. Thinking it's not going to... This isn't gonna, the shot they're going to use. And they used it. It's like, <laughs> oh, well... That's great. Well, and che- Chevy doesn't react at all. He's just, just standing there. Is a man of uh, great comedy. This uh, this yeah. old Chevy Chase, professional. But mate, on that, yeah, have we covered the Christmas vacation? I feel like we have. Well, let's let's well, do. Yeah, our, do you feel like we have? I think we have. All right. I don't think there's any more I could say. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, he gets his bonus eventually with twenty yeah. percent extra. He does get a twenty percent extra, and Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> learns his lesson that he was a cheap piece of crap. Now let's do our quiz uh, before we give our yeah. rating as we do. And this time around, I am quizzing you. You are. Absolutely. Um, so what we do here, ladies and gentlemen, is it's a 
regular quiz that we have. We have 10 questions in 60 seconds, and we generally take turns in who asks who. And now I'm going to be asked. Jason, are you ready? Um, um, Can you what? be easy on me? Oh, <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I feel like pressure now. I'm reading the questions. I feel pressure. What's happening? We're ready to go. Three, oh, two, one. Let's go. Which sport team is on Clark Griswold's hat throughout the movie? No idea. What is the what is Ellen's nickname for Clark? Sparky. Correct. What is Clark's plan for Christmas for his Christmas bonus? Swimming pool. Correct. What does Clark sing before attempting to turn on the Christmas lights? I say, can you sing? Incorrect. Whatever that is. What is the name of Cousin Eddie's dog? The name? Yes. Oh, I don't know, but I know it's a right wheeler. Uh, no. Incorrect. Uh, what type of what type of glasses do Clark and Eddie drink eggnog from? <laughs> ones with like antlers, reindeer ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I, I'll give you that one, mate. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you said moose. Besides her cat, what does Aunt Bethany wrap up for the Griswolds? Jello. Correct. Uh, what Mine does jello. correct? <laughs> yeah, double points. What does Clark get as his Christmas bonus? It's a voucher for. Oh, no, I don't know what it is. Jello. That's jelly. Uh, like... I'll give you that. Correct. Yeah. And uh, what does Clark uh, recite on Christmas Eve? What does um, he recite? A Christmas story or something like that. A Christmas tale. A Christmas night before Christmas. Night before Christmas. It's a it's a traditional story. I do believe you have four correct answers. Yeah. Okay. What I else? We'll go through your incorrects or passes or whatever. Uh, Clark Griswold's hat throughout the movie. It's a blue cap. Chicago Bears are on it. And he actually wears the same hat in the first two movies. He wears a jersey, and it's got the number 00 on the back of it. I okay. don't know what that is. Wasn't the question. I think it's a hockey jersey. <laughs> jersey. Yeah. Yep. Um, Clark sings Joy to the World uh, before turning on the Christmas lights. Cousin Eddie's dog is named Snots. Um, so of course it is, because it's got this you, thing going on. You did yeah. get this answer, but I'll clarify. Um, they drink eggnog from moose glasses, which are specifically the ones from Wally World. Oh, from the first movie. Okay. Uh, Lime Jelly, you said, which is great. Membership to the Jelly of the Month Club, which always reminds me of the Fruit of the Month Club gag from Everybody Loves Raymond. (laughs) Yeah, Night Before Christmas, what he reads. And yeah, they were the ones you missed. Excellent. I didn't do too bad. I only watched this movie a couple of hours ago. four Four out of eight questions that I read. Technically, fifty percent marks. I guess that's a pass. Maybe that's a pass, mate. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's do the rating, shall I? I'm gonna go first. Oh, okay. I don't have, I don't have much to say. I want oh. you to I want you to top it off because you're the you're the <laughs> fan. You're the fan. I was very sweetly surprised. I did not expect it to be as heartfelt as it was. It was a lot. Yeah, a lot nicer and a lot. I mean, the slapstick's there, but it, the, I felt like European Vacation was just all over the shop. And the chaos was what made it. Yeah, this is chaotic, but it's in a formatted way, and it's all enclosed in the house, and you don't feel like you're getting too lost. I like that. And Chevy Chase is just one. What did I call him? He's just some clumsy, goofy fool. Fool. Um, but he's a fantastic father and family man, and I really, really enjoyed that. Um, so I'm going to say it's not the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's got to be. It's a three and a half at least. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, Out I'm, of five, of I'd watch it again, and I'd definitely watch another one. Definitely at least one of the, the other, other movies. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, as I as I said earlier, you know, like I do think this is is probably my favorite Christmas, not Christmas. This is my favorite vacation movie. The a close second being the, the the first original movie, and even the remake, I was quite a fan of. Pretty funny. I don't really like Vegas and European. Um, they're a bit too wacky and stuff. Okay. But yeah, this one they're doing something different. It's contained. 
it kind of it's all about you know family coming together and all those pressures and it's, mm. I think it's just things that you can really relate to and as a Christmas film it really works on all those levels because you know everyone's trying to sort of pull off a good Christmas and you know it's all about family and there's so much heart and I think that's part of the whole Christmas festive stuff that you know you should get from a Christmas movie and and the yeah. comedy this is one that I yeah for the past maybe five years or so I've been watching like once a year and I'm still not sick of it and on this latest viewing. I genuinely sat there, and by the end of it, I was like, is this, is there really anything wrong with this movie? And I found hmm. it difficult to find any sort of major faults. I just really love so much about it. Like, the comedy, yeah, it's a different type of comedy that you don't see too often now. Things change, of course. Um, you know, the times, the type of yeah. comedy, um, what the actors are doing, and it's, hmm. you know, it is of, of the time, but it, it still just stands, for me anyway, I can just find so much enjoyment yeah. out of it. Um, but I'm not going to be silly about this. It's not It's not perfect, perfect. It's just... I do see the faults. Uh, I want to come in with a very, very strong 4 out of 5. But as a Christmas movie, you know, it is definitely up there with... In my top 5. That was our rewind to uh, 1989 National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests can be sent to us via email at thatfilmsyourpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, or you can reach out to us on either That Films Chew or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages while you're there. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and iTunes as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. You can find our entire catalogue of episodes on the That Films Chew website. Uh, check it out, thatfilmschewpodcast.com. Coming soon from That Films Chew, a review of Jumanji The Next Level. Whee. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at... To be honest, I don't know. And our next check, episode... Check out their Facebook page. They've they got a couple yeah, of updates coming up. Yeah. yeah, I'll be on it. Yeah, look, let's not lie. We're posting this episode like two weeks after we're recording it. So, you know, a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a cut peak, us some slack. Peak, it's Christmas. behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> we're going, all drunk. I'll it's... be going on holiday. You're having some time You're off. not even in the country. I'm not even in the country. <laughs> um, and our next episode on Rewind and Review... Do you know what? Yet to be disclosed. So I'm just holding back all the facts here. It's all TBC. It's all teasers. We'll, yeah. we'll be seeing you in the new year, though. going to have a few discussions to see what we're doing next year. Are we coming back? I think we are. But <laughs> this is also a chance for you guys to nominate a couple of ones. We had a, had a couple this year, so uh, please do please do pick a couple of, of movies you I like mean, I've got a couple in mind. I want to start the year off with a Big Bang. Not Big Bang Theory, but with a Big Bang. Of sort. Right. So something big, but we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll just do something just to throw in there but to tie us over. Sounds good. But we'll see. We'll discuss. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Rewind and Review. We'll see you on our next trip. Oh, and Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. From that the first movie, the original, Cut. the OG orgy. Jesus. Oh, that sounded wrong. <laughs> the <laughs> shit. There's your tag. <laughs>